A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. It's 2018, and welcome to a new year of Confessions of a Marketer. Today, we're talking the five B2B marketing fails. My guest today on this first edition of Confessions of a Marketer for 2018 is Tony Temple. He was my first guest way back in the dark ages of 2017. Today, we're going to talk B2B marketing fails. Tony has a list and we'll go through it. So let's take a look at what we have coming up. I'm hoping we'll talk to the owner of a small food business in the Boston area about the challenges of starting something like that up, hoping that'll be next week. Then we'll talk to someone who specializes in being an interim CMO, some unique challenges and opportunities in that kind of role. In the offing in the weeks ahead, lessons from broadcasting, MarTech, and lots more. So stay tuned. Let's get to the discussion with Tony. Five B2B marketing fails. Tony Temple, welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too. So last time we talked, we discussed the state of B2B marketing, and you put forward a new approach, you and me, not B2B. Now you've come up with the top five B2B marketing fails. I think it's amazing you were able to narrow it down to just that list. What's the first fail? Well, it did take a while narrowing it down to five, <laughs> I've got to be honest. Um, the first major fail is quite simply too many propositions. And having worked on both sides of the fence, I can kind of see why this happens. Uh, because within a corporation, you have a number of different stakeholders, a very long list of stakeholders, typically. And everybody has a different opinion on what thing that needs to be highlighted. And that's great. And it's important. And you need to have all those people. Um, you'll have product marketing want to have their say, and then legal will want to stop you saying anything. <laughs> and then marketing will want to, want to simplify things. Uh, but then all the time, sales are in the background screaming, we need leads, we need leads. So, you know, everybody's doing things for the right reasons and everybody is really championing their, their own particular cause. But that's not the wisest thing to do because, uh, as we all know, in marketing or in advertising, if you throw five tennis balls at somebody, they won't catch any. If you throw one, they'll get it every time. So you really need to nail down a single-minded proposition. And that's something that everybody should agree on. So all the voices, all the stakeholders, all the people in the room who have a voice and an opinion, they're all relevant. I'm not saying for an instant that 
they're idiots and they should go, go, go boil their heads. No, they've all got a valid point. But you have to actually distill all of that knowledge, all that intelligence down into a single-minded proposition that is relatable by the audience, by the people you're trying to talk to. Because at the end of the day, you've got to pass this through the so what filter. You know, do they really care? How often do they think about your thing? How important is it to them? Is it crushing for them right now? If it is, fine. But if it isn't, you need to pique their interest and you need to communicate that single-minded proposition. It's kind of a difficult thing to get to, but when you get there, it's really useful, really helpful, and it's the only way to actually produce marketing that's going to cut through the clutter. Right. First fail is too many propositions, and the fix for that is a single-minded proposition. Yeah, and the key phrase there is single-minded. It has to be single-minded. It has to be focused. So let's uh, walk on to the next fail. What's that? Well, number two, oh, and this is another classic, too tactical. Okay, let's go back. When you've got all these people in the room deciding what they want to say, that's the start of the process, the start of the journey to creating a campaign that you're going to push out to your marketplace. So that takes time. It takes distillation. And then you've got to go back. If you do the right thing and go to a single-minded proposition, you then go into creative ideation and all that sort of stuff. Then you've got to go back to those people and... It, and yada, yada, yada. It's, it's a fairly longer protracted process, or it can be. That means that people become very close to it and they kind of get used to it. And then they get excited when it's launched initially. But then the boredom kicks in because I've seen that. We, right. can't do, we can't do that again. We've got to do something else, which means all of a sudden you go from a 40,000 foot view to a street level view and it's tactical everything is something different. So week one, you sell the sizzle. Week two, you discount the sausage. Week three, you compare your sausage with the, the sausages of your competitors. And week four, you talk about the contents of your sausage. These are all kind of disjointed messages. There's no commonality. You're just selling different aspects, a shiny thing each week. It doesn't help. It doesn't build awareness. One of the fundaments of all marketing is, is, is the uh, rule of seven. You've got to show somebody or tell somebody something at least seven times before they're get, even going to start to recognize what you're saying and connect with it. So throwing a different thing out each week, each month or whatever, and the misguided belief that your customer base have seen it and they'll say, if they see the same thing two months running, oh my God, they must be desperate. They're using the same thing. That's not how it works. If you start with a single-minded proposition, you can actually say all the things that you want to say, but you can say it in a clever way. You can say it in a way that sticks because you're rallying behind that single message. You deliver a different aspect of the product under that same banner. If you do that, you've got a, a consistent ongoing campaign that's got legs, that lives, that sticks, that grows over time. But if you're tactical, you might as well roll the money up, throw it out the window. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. So fail number two, too tactical, and the fix is to stick to a consistent message. Can you uh, tell me about fail number three? Fail number three is 
too formulaic. And this is this is again almost tied back to film number two. But people get comfortable in corporations. They oh, we've got a campaign to do. What does that mean? Oh, well, it means we do a white paper, right? Okay, that means you hire somebody to write a white, well, white paper. Then you send an email. Then you do a panel ad, and that's it. Your budget's spent. The job's done. Check, check, check. All boxes ticked. Does it really work? Is that what you did last month and the month before and at your last job? Probably. So that's not the right way to do it. You've got to remember that people are humans and they respond to human things. Doing the same thing over and over is the f- and expecting a different outcome is the first sign of insanity. <laughs> so you know, let's not do that. You know, we've got to learn as marketers in in the B two B community to actually be disruptive, to be unexpected, to think a little bit more sideways. You know, you've got to remember that your thing is one of two thousand plus messages that people are going to receive every day. That's a lot. So they're not going to remember your thing. And if it's the same each time, uh, same format of communication, you're just going to go, go into a spam filter. They're not going to recognize your, your, your banner ads because it's a different message each time. You're just not getting any traction. So you've just got to be clever, be human, and be disruptive and engaging with your market. So fail number three, too formulaic. And yeah. uh, the fix is to remember what you are and who you're talking to. Absolutely. So fail number four, what's that? Lack of brand presence. Again, I've worked in corporations where the CMOs have told me that, yeah, this doesn't have to be on brand. This is a campaign. (laughs) And there's a grain of truth in that. But, um, you know, if you're in a B2B corporation, trying to sell a service or a product or whatever, you probably don't have Nike spend or McDonald's spend or Coca-Cola spend where you can actually veer off brand a little bit, but because of the volume of cash you're throwing at it, you're still going to be okay. So brand presence is key. And you only have two things when you're in business, your thing and your brand. That's it. So you really need to make sure that your brand is seen and recognized and is recognized for what it actually represents. So lack of brand presence is a major mistake. Uh, It doesn't mean having a big logo. That's not brand presence. You've got to get the essence, the spirit of your brand into everything you do so that people understand what you stand for, not what you're selling what you stand for, what you're about, what you believe. So let's walk on to uh, fail number five. Fail number five is, you see it everywhere, and it's simply too many words. You know, it's a lot easier when you don't know about something to fill five, six, seven pages to try and explain it and to use really long words and acronyms and tautology. But but you're, you're speaking to a time poor world. People don't have the time, nor do they have the will to read your, you know, machinations and witterings. Keep it tight. Keep it short. Keep it lively. Make it plain, understandable, and relevant. Really that simple. Thanks, Tony. You know, I look through this list. Fail number one, too many propositions. Fail number two, too tactical. Fail number three, too formulaic. Fail number four, lack of brand presence. 
and fail number five, too many words. And I think that with these five points, any B2B marketer has kind of a guidebook on how to do things and certainly what to avoid. I think I'm not trying to tell marketers that they're doing anything wrong. I just think it's very easy to lose sight of what you ought to be doing when you're surrounded by all the noise around you of all the stakeholders and the business needs. So it's just good sometimes to go back to these five principles. And, and if you go through those, you can really start to sharpen your knife and, and you'll get people on side because right. they'll understand it better. Well, Tony, this has been great. I think this is a useful list that marketers will definitely value. And thanks for being a guest again here on Confessions of a Marketer. Thanks again for asking me. I want to thank Tony for being a guest again here on Confessions of a Marketer. As I said, next week, I'm hoping we'll talk to the owner of a small food business in the Boston area about the challenges of starting something like that up. Talk about a tough business. Should be a great discussion. Then we'll talk to someone who specializes in being an interim CMO, some unique challenges and opportunities in that kind of role. We're also planning episodes on lessons from broadcasting, MarTech, and lots more. Please stay tuned. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2018. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. It drifts through cracks in walls, air vents, and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.